Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back, Eurobash episode 51. A little bit of a different setup today. Um, I'm here in beautiful, sunny, beautiful, amazing, dark, dreary, unbelievably rainy Dublin. And Peter Carl is all the way across the water in Abu Dhabi. PT Miel Flower. I said I'd start off the show today because you're overseas of shite audio. Um, we thought originally you were going on Tuesday, but you messed it up yeah. somehow. Fill the listeners yeah. in, why? I don't know how I did it, okay? I don't have a clue. I was moving out of my apartment at the weekend, so I think I just decided I was going on Tuesday, and then on Sunday night, I still had lots of stuff to move out of the apartment, and I just said, oh, I'll better check my phone and see what time this flight is going out on Tuesday. Turns out it's <laughs> going out on Monday. Uh, up all night, running around like a lunatic, then straight on a plane. But uh, thank you, Niall, for somehow being able to record this today because uh you know me i'm i'm a tech genius pt (laughs) yeah but um yeah it's very warm over here man i I think i'm gonna be coming back with third degree burns poor Um, you man we've the heat on here it's got that cold today seriously i'm not even joking it's freezing out like rain and pissing fucking rain all day fucking stop moaning enjoy it I was uh, I actually it, it seems to be a bit of a, a buzz over here because of this showdown week where they're trying to put Abu Dhabi on the map or whatever, but um, I was surprised to see Wonder Boy being absolutely mobbed in the Abu Dhabi airport. Like he was surrounded by people. He's probably on like a sixteen-hour flight over here, and then he's just being the nicest guy in the world as people like queue up to take pictures with him. I was like, oh shit, man! Hey, oh, I would hate hey, that guy. Hey, baby! <laughs> this is amazing, <laughs> so baby. Cool. This is great, baby. <laughs> Of but, course you can have a picture. I think I'm like, oh my God, there's about 50 people queuing up but here, I, mate. But I think it's going to be interesting. You're obviously going to get a good gauge now this week to actually how popular um, the sport is over there. And, you know, obviously I don't think we've we've seen an event in Abu Dhabi since. Is it BJ Penn and uh, that card with Anderson Silva as well? I think it's, what's that, 2010 no, or something? The Frank Yeager fight? Uh, there was another one. There was uh, Big Country and Nagara. They oh, fought right. here um, in 2014. But since then, and this is like obviously... UFC have signed a five-fight uh, event deal or a five-year deal or something to that effect. I heard Khabib saying uh, that it was him. You know, it's because of him that they're they're doing this. So, um, obviously, he's going to be huge over here. I can't wait to see just how the fans yeah. react to him and stuff. But uh, I even saw uh, Shamil, who's fighting Curtis Blades, uh, hulking out there in the elevator before <laughs> I came to record this. So, uh, I tried to have a conversation with him, but uh, the language barrier was a bit too much. Yeah, but, um, be hard. I'm seeing loads. I saw Toysimov. I'm seeing Claudia Gadele. Oh, I must be in the Florida Hotel if I'm seeing this many people. But, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a very different one, I'd say, to be honest. 
Yeah, but, um, I can't wait for it, man. I'm really excited about the co-main and main. Well, yeah, I mean, like the, the card, let's be honest, the card does take a big drop-off after the, the yeah. main and co-main, but um, we'll have to see, really. I think it's one of them ones where I'm going to wait to see what happens, and then uh, I'll, I'll pass judgment, because we've been talking about it for weeks. The card isn't yeah. overly uh, stacked. stacked. It's just very top-heavy. Yeah. But... Um, Will I, will I run through the latest? Yeah, let's up? let's get to yeah. it. Well, I said that. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, you get onto the news, baby. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Darren Till v. Kelvin Gastelum is a go, according to Dana White. Uh, he confirmed that that is happening in Madison Square Garden. We'll talk about that in a little, in just a little bit. Jack Shaw has had his first UFC opponent announced. It's Nolan Hernandez, who he's going to take on UFC Copenhagen. That's the date me and Noel thought. He would get slotted into, and that has come to fruition. Uh, Phil DeFries has got a replacement opponent for his KSW 50 title defense. This time, he's going to be taking on Luis Enrique instead of uh, his original opponent, Damien Grabowski. Um, Norman Park also has a new opponent. Uh, he's going to be taking on Marcin Wozik instead of Marian Zielkowski. Um, James Webb and Atoyas Frederick are going to go at it again in November in London. They had that controversial fight at Cage Warriors 106, Night of Champions. I think there's going to be a big appetite for that fight in London. And I know that Natoyas wanted this in Birmingham. James wanted it in London. But I think the the injury Webb sustained to his neck through that pile driver yeah, actually spot. kind of ruled him, ruled him out of the Birmingham show. So uh, And then the, the other big news of the week was uh, Cage Warriors returning to Ireland. So Woo-hoo! why don't we take that one? And drifted into the old top talking points here. That is uh, quite considerable, Noel, because we've been saying, like, I mean, it's only really Bellator and Cage Legacy putting on events over here. So that's a big deal that Cage Warriors are coming back, right? Yeah, it's a massive deal, man. I think we've said it. And, and you know, the, the one thing I'm sort of intrigued to maybe find out if we can, if we can get any answers of him and stuff like that as to why and how Cage Warriors are back. And, and um, you know, is this in accordance um, with him and safe MMA and all that. There's obviously details that we haven't learned on that yet. So I'm really interested to real to, to know why it's now it's happening after such a long stint of us really just having Bellator in Dublin. Uh, obviously, it's hard to get answers off the guys um, to the actual intricate details of, of, of how shows get um, put on here. So I'm interested to find that. But I think it's great for the sport. Um, yeah. I think Reese McKee's already come out and said that he's definitely down for fighting in Netsham Stadium and Cork and I think that would be a good way to sort of maybe look at it even maybe put Reese in a co main event slot or a main event slot yeah. and get some get some motor right behind Reese. he's right up in that main event territory it has to be said like to, con- to consider his next fight what would it be for the weight that's going to be on that fight I think he's well in there with a with a main event slot unless some unless Cage Warriors have something uh, up their sleeve. But I mean, we have lots of great Irish fighters uh, represented there on the uh, the Cage Warriors yeah, roster. McCulgan, um, you know, you have uh, Darren O'Gorman, you have Ian Gary, James Sheehan, Paul um, Hughes might get signed up for a fight there. I, I'd love to see that happen. It'd be great. That'd be great. Like I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but um, you know, James Webb could be a headline over yeah. here for God's sake. Um. It is in November though, and he's going to be did, fighting in November. So you obviously broke the news, PT. Did you? Did you hear yeah. anything about the sort of intricate details? No, no. I think like, but I do think they wouldn't have announced it unless it was backed by Emma. Like, I mean, yeah. there would be absolutely no point in. I don't think you'd even be able to book a venue without Emma giving it the all clear. So, I just think it's it's one of those things where if it comes together, it's it, it's it can be handy. Like, I mean, I know Cage Warriors are 
always in with safe MMA. They're getting the scans done, etc. So logistically, it's not a big shove yeah, to get exactly. them to put on a card in, in Ireland, whereas maybe other promotions that come across who don't have such stringent kind of uh, medical practice in place, they can find it a bit more difficult. Like, But even the UFC would find it difficult coming into this terrain at the moment, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I'm loving it, though. I think it's great for the sport. Badly needed to have some sort of competitive rivalries amongst these promotions. And, you know, it's more fights, more pro fights for the guys who can't get matched. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, Graham Boylan put out that comment as well. Uh, it seems to be a, a big commitment to Irish fighters. Yeah. But um, m- moving on from Cage Warriors, Ireland, um, I wanted to talk a bit more about Darren Till v. Kelvin Gastelum. Um, Dana White has said... <sighs> The reason why this fight has been made is because because da- Darren Till wanted it. Yeah, it's it's bullshit, man. Um, I don't really know what the UFC are doing here. We said a number of weeks ago that was the fight that was rumored, and it's obviously come to fruition now. You know, like you slow down the guy. You don't throw him straight into the best fecking one of the best divisions in the world and give him a guy who's literally coming off an interim title fight against Israel Adesanya and. A guy who's, you know, we've seen how impressively he's dealt with some of the bigger names in that division. Michael Bisping, obviously, um, to name but a few. I think it's absolutely crazy um, for the UFC and Dana White to say that. He's a guy that has such star potential that you could market so much better. You could easily deny him that fight if you had any sort of interest in pushing this guy further into the fucking market. I I can't understand it, man. Um, You know... I sometimes just don't know what Dana's on, man. I, I really don't. I think Darren, as I said, should have a guy that's in the top between top ten and fifteen. Uriah Hall, I said weeks yeah, ago, perfect, perfect. I think Anderson but, um, Silva, if he was fit, or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, but like the the one thing I, I think is is kind of funny about this is like, of course, Darren Till wants to fight the best guy there. Like Darren Till's a fighter. Darren Till's a young fighter with a chip on his shoulder that wants to go out and prove everybody wrong, but. You know, as a promoter, you should be trying to protect your talent. Exactly. Like, I mean, we've t- we've talked about this in nauseam. This is the first guy, like, the, the guy that sold out the O2 in London quicker than anyone else. Like, any of these other UK draws they've ever had. He's the guy doing it. He's commanding huge interest. And when you have him on a two-fight skid, it's up to the promoter then to rebuild him. Exactly. And I think this is a harder fight than Jorge Masvidal. It's a hard... I totally agree with you. Like, look, look like, it's a total um, sort of... What lopsided? Yeah, Yeah, it's just crazy. And I just look at this and I go, "Listen, UFC, did you not learn from what happened in your initial initial push with Darren Till? Um, You know, Darren wasn't even that confident going into that Woodley fight. I spoke to him a few days before that was announced, and he felt as though he didn't even deserve that shot. Yeah. So you know, Dana needs to you know sit back here and assess what he's going to do with Darren Till. And, you know, I don't really know if he really believes in Darren Till after matching him up with, uh, with Kelvin Gastelum and, and so easily him giving him that fight as well. It's it's bananas to me, and it's just the UFC all over. Marketing uh, yeah, rubbish. I, I mean, what what about that for a reason as well? Like, I mean, how <sighs> many fighters have been calling out different fighters for years and years yeah. and they don't get, <laughs> the, get the fight? Like, oh, yeah, on. we just give it to Darren, and then other fights like feckin' Tony Ferguson... 12-fight win streak, begging for a title shot for God knows how long, and, and yeah, the unless, guy can't even get a fucking fight, like. Unless, like, I mean, Kelvin has, is in some terrible, terrible way that we don't know about after the uh, the Stoilbender fight, and, and uh, Dana think this is a good way to get uh, Darren back on top, but... Don't you know, like this it. Is, that's, that's complete bullshit for me, by the way, but I'm, I'm just saying. Um, don't look, like it. Uh, I'm, I'm over here at UFC 242. We're going to have lots of coverage on MMA fighting all week. 
uh, from from over here. But uh, we decided to take a look at the uh, Bellator featherweights that are competing this weekend because there is some European um, draws there in that tournament, and we we think that's a big deal. We think it's good to have the Europeans represented there. So we'll kick on with our first interview of the day. It's with Pedro Carvalho who takes on Sam Cecilia this weekend. So uh, we'll be back in about ten minutes. And now you have been asking for him to come back, and he has granted us that wish. It is Pedro Carvalho who takes on Sam Cecilia this weekend at Bellator 226 in the first round of that featherweight Grand Prix. Pedro, all the way from California, how are you, and how long have you been out in that neck of the woods? What's up, B? Those things. Thank you for having me here again. And uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been in California since last Saturday. So about almost about a week already here, you know. So it's been it's been a great time so far. Yes, yes. And I must ask you, like, how good was it to uh, get what you asked for? Like, you made no bones about it. You wanted to be in that featherweight Grand Prix. How good was it um, to find out that uh, you would be in there? Uh, I mean, like, uh, first I-, I felt it was deserved. Yes. And because I totally deserve to be on, on that tournament, and like to be honest, you know, uh, I I just didn't didn't was able to to speak to anyone about it. But uh, on that night, on that same night, I got the confirmation that uh, I was on the tournament. You know, on, on the fight on Birmingham, on that same night, on that same night, I got I got the confirmation. Like, unfortunately, I couldn't give that kind of information to anyone. <laughs> But yeah, but I already knew for for quite some long that uh, I I was on the tournament, and and that was it. You know, I I I wasn't amazed or or, or surprised. I, I would be surprised if I wasn't on it. You know, yes. that would surprise me because like I tr- for for my journey so far inside Bellator, I think I, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm the most deserved it, but I'm one of the most deserved guy to be on it. You know, because names that I faced on the occasions that I faced them is like and the way that I beat them so I think there's no doubt about it that I I, I deserve to be on it and that's that's how I feel about it that's the only feel that I, about it you know and and happy because I know that in less than a year time I will have four bodies to beat so I'm pretty <laughs> happy with it yes yes and um you know, um, Scott Coker, when he revealed the bracket, he said that all of you guys just basically found out you were in the tournament. He didn't tell you who you would be facing. Now, we know that you're going to face Sam Cecilia this weekend, but would he have been your first choice for a guy to fight in the first round of this tournament? Uh, to be honest, like, uh, any one of the guys would be my choice. Actually, like, if I could pick, I would pick the champion. You know, so I could, so I could start, so I could start the the tournament as champion. You know, what better way to start the tournament? That is a confident but, man uh, I'm talking to right now. No, he's not a confident man. It is what it is. You know, I, 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 I always, I'm just being me. You know, I, 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 I never was any any different of it. I know what I'm capable. Of. I know, I know, I know. Like I train to be the best in the world. I believe that I'm the best in the world. So, like I've said before, a guy that believes that he's the best in the world, he cannot have problems to fight anyone in, in, in his division or in the world, you know? Mm. Because if he believes that he's the, the best in the world, he believes that he's best at any one of the guys. So if he believes that he's the best at any one of, of the guys, 
we cannot have problems to fa- face anyone. So I have absolutely prob- no problem to face anyone of the of the dollar fifteens, you know. Yes, yes. So, but uh, but yeah, but talking about personally about th- this fight, like I um, I I'm pretty happy, pretty happy because I know I know like Sam is 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 a really experienced guy, you know. He's a UFC vet. Is is uh, a warrior, you know. He's a fighter. And uh, I respect that, you know. I I really respect guys like him, you know, that just go out there and um, and put everything on the line. But uh, stylistically, I think I think it's a really good matchup for me. And uh, and like I've said before, him and all the other guys on the tournament, they're gonna face a pressure that they never seen before. They're gonna see someone in their faces constantly. Like they've never seen before, and they're all gonna crumble. They're all gonna crumble with that pressure. It's interesting. You you comment there on Cecilia being a good matchup. That was one of the big things I could see online when this was revealed. I saw a lot of your teammates, a lot of Irish fans in general, just saying they really liked uh, the style matchup there for you and Sam Cecilia, and they also were commenting on the fact that. This will be a big introduction for you in the U.S. I mean, we know what you're capable of. We've seen what you've done over here. But it feels like this is an even bigger, a new milestone with you going across to the U.S. here and and being a part of this featherweight Grand Prix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but any 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 one of of the other fifteen will be a a great opportunity for me to um, to start high with a high performance you know but but yeah absolutely absolutely i think it's a really good opportunity and uh and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good for me and it's gonna be good for the fans gonna gonna be watching yeah it's interesting um that you mentioned the champion i mean a lot of big big names in this uh, in this bracket like is there anyone there that you imagine will be there at the end i know that's where you want to be but is there anyone you can see going the distance here when you look at the way the matchups have fallen uh, like like who's going to be in the final yes I don't know. I I I will say I will say if Patricky doesn't get me on the quarterfinals or semifinals, I will say Patricky Pitbull has has a pretty good uh, chances because man, he is 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 he is a beast. He is he is a proven champion. You know, he's not some guy that uh, pull up names and won a belt. He's a proven champion. You know, and he proves that he is 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 really really good. So I truly believe. He has probably chances to be on the final. I think this thing. I think is probably the the best name to. Uh... I was wondering. Um, you know, I spoke to John Kavna about you recently, and he was kind of saying, "Look, the thing about Pedro is the big advantage he has is he's coming in, he's floating under the radar. Um, some of the bigger names there, people are expecting big things from them, but he gets to go in." Maybe a lot of the U.S. audience don't really know you, and you get in to go in there and spoil the party a lot. Um, do you think it works to your favor that maybe some of the U.S. audience haven't heard of you just yet? I don't know. I I, I never really thought about it. Um, but yeah, it can be. But I think I think after after this this match, after um, after I beat Sam Cecilia, there will be like. There will be nothing of that. Everyone will know who I am after I beat Sam Cecilia. Everyone will have their eyes on me after I beat Sam Cecilia, you know. So I think if there's a, a, an advantage factor 
for me, I think there will be no more. I will have no no more that that effect after Sam Cecilia's fight. You know, you're coming into this fight on the back of two really, really quick wins over Luca, Luca Vitali and Derek Campos. Like, I mean, um, can you see Cecilia being a bit more difficult in that regard? This guy has been uh, around the game for a long time. Do you, do you see any reason that maybe he will be a tougher guy to put away? Um, I think, I think, um, I mean, all of them are, are, are tough, you know. We are talking about the, the highest level of MMA, you know. We are talking about the best fighters in the world, so all of them are tough. The thing is, like, I, I, I see, I see some stylistically really, really, really similar as Derek Campos. So I, I'm, I'm expecting a kind of a similar fight as I had with Campos. Uh, the thing that that, that I, I know that I, I have to look for is is power. You know, he's a powerful guy, uh, but at the same time, he's a guy that he burns himself. He burns himself pretty fast, and uh, I have gas to fight all day. So I, I know I know on the first minute I just I just have to be patient, set up my time, and then I'll just gonna put my pressure and 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 it's gonna be all about him. If he, can, if he can take the shots, maybe he can get to the second round or even maybe to the decision, you know. It's going it's, it's gonna to be all about how much damage can he take. And that's going to be for him and for any one of the guys. This is going to be the history, the, the story of, of, of the fights with all the other guys. It's going to be all about how much damage can they take. And that that's it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not trying to predict nothing. Like I always go into the fight with this guy expecting a three-round war. That's that's what, what my mind comes. My mind comes like to that cage to have a, a, a battle, a war for three rounds, for 15 minutes or five rounds. As a, it depends on, on, on the type of what it is. I always go with my mind set for the toughest test so far. And that's that's how I'm going to be inside of the cage with Sam Cecil. I'm going to expect a three-round war. But I also believe that, uh, you know, again, my pressure is going to be a difference maker. And uh, sooner or later in the fight, I'm going to make him crumble like I made with with, with Derek. I made with Luca Vitali. I made with um, with, Daniel, with Daniel Crawford. I made with, with them all, you know. They, them all, they felt my pressure. And I could see in some point of the fight that they will break. And I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a breaking point on Sam Cecilia, and I'm going to make him crumble. Wow. I am very excited about this. I'm even more excited about it than I thought I was before I spoke to you. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering, Pedro, like, is it a good time? Like, I know, I know you've been in California now for, um, for the last while, but it, has it been good to be in SBG because everyone's pre- uh, preparing for that Dublin card as well? I'd say um, it's a good buzz to have everyone around you kind of directed towards one goal. Oh yeah, it's been it's been amazing, you know. Like like we, 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 back in SPG, we we are not we are not a team, we are a family, you know. And uh, it's been it's been it's been really good, you know. Like everyone has been so 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 supportive, you know. So there and uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. There was at this time of the year, you know, because there's a huge amount of of of, of athletes there preparing for uh, for the Dublin card, you know. So we are, it's basically, I would say all the team, not all the team, but like half 
the team is for a for the win card. So also the team is getting ready for like the fight. So the 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 atmosphere, the environment is is great, especially for me that I'm also I was also ready for a fight. So there really the perfect occasion to to having you know because yeah. we are we were training for the same we're all like in camp so everything everything was perfect it was by far the the best camp that I, I ever had everything went perfect i'm in the best shape of my life my weight is perfect everything is on point and um i i i'm going to put the best performance of it's going to be going to be on a win it's going to be a dominant that's that's what you're going to see you're going to see one side fight thank you so much uh, yes th- thank you so much for joining us this week um, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing you in there um, and i hope you'll come back on and speak to us soon uh, when you can talk about who you got in the next round yes we talk about my after my win we talk about the next round absolutely Thank you so much, Pedro, and enjoy California. Thank you, Pete. Thank you for having me again. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And we are back. Thank you very much to Mr. Pedro Carvalho. Looking forward to seeing how he goes against Sam Cecilia this weekend. I think that's a good matchup for him, to be honest, Sam Cecilia, because Sam likes to bang, and we've seen uh, how devastating Pedro's power can be so far in this uh, in this run that he's already on with Bellator. So very Sam, interesting Sam's, to see that. Sam's one. a bit wild, isn't he? He's always been like yeah. that. You never know what you get from. Great fight, you know. Yeah, he's a bit inconsistent, Sam. That was always the the feeling I got when he was in the UFC and stuff like that. And you know, there's a win, a loss, a couple of wins, a loss, that sort of record. So it is. It's a fight very winnable for Pedro, and I've been exceptionally um, impressed at his improvement and development um, over his last. But is he on four in a row in Bellator now? Something like that. He's on a. Uh, it's three, three in a row, sure, yeah. But, but he's doing really well, and he's a guy who's, uh, you know, we're claiming him. <laughs> I know he's Portuguese, yeah, but like, he's training in Dublin, so uh, he's ours. Did you watch UFC Shenzhen last weekend? I my did. Friend? History was made. I did. Of course, I did. Yeah, I got up nice and early. On I stayed in Friday night uh, after work, and um, I got up nice and early, nice and fresh, coffee on, and I, I, I watched uh, the prelims all the way through. I didn't see the fight pass prelims now, but I watched. And all the rest of it. And listen, you know, off the bat, I got to say, um, for Wheelie Zhang, um, unbelievable performance. And I think it's great for the sport on a global level that we have a UFC champion now from China, especially after you know, the money the UFC have put into that market with the, the PI and the UFC gyms there. It's a real sort of game changer. And it's, it's only good things um, for the sport. There's going to be more eyes in the sport. It's going to develop now in China, and she's uh, getting a lot of, obviously, traction from um, the comments on her Instagram from The Rock and Tom Brady and stuff like that and Ronda Rousey. So, man, it's, it really is a good thing. I was delighted um, in a certain way that, to see her win. Is that a bit of WME kind of messing there with The it, Rock and all that course, stuff? Of course it is. Tom Brady's, what, uh, Sean Shelby's first cousin, man. Of course it is. Sean gave him a ring. I was saying this to the, a couple of lads that uh, I met out on Saturday night. Um, a couple of lads that are big UFC fans, and we were chatting about that. And uh, I, I mentioned, you know, uh, Sean Shelby probably gave uh, his 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 cousin Tom a call, and I'll throw a comment on there and Weili Zhang's uh, Instagram, and we'll uh, we'll get some traction behind it. But listen, nothing wrong with that in my opinion. 
And um, you know, it's I'm just I'm just delighted. And what a devastating performance, man. Unbelievable. Like it was just and like it it wasn't as if it was reckless. It was just calculated brute speed and aggression, man. Unbelievable finish. To to to, to finish a tough, tough competitor like uh, Jessica Andrade, like that was was sensational, man. I was, I was seriously impressed with that performance. I don't think he couldn't have been. Yeah, absolutely. Like the only way, like the the way I saw Z- uh, Zhang winning was via submission. And yeah. for her to do what she did, like I mean, it, we were we were, te- really we were texting about that. We went like there is a good chance she's going to win here by submission, and then we we you know we were just like sort of flabbergasted. And we were texting back and forth after it was yeah what forty five seconds or something. Holy shit, man! And what about the yeah, fight before yeah. it as well? Like the, the leech, man. Oh, who who tweeted us before that and going like we we're like stay <laughs> funny on the Santos there, mate. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a one, but what a performance from him, man, as well. Like just just really good. His boxing looked better, I think, than it's ever been. Really slick off the back foot as well pace and um some really really big shots uh tough dude and uh, another guy that's you know really popular in china as well ufc uh, yeah the leech ufc could really put some uh some more weight behind him in that market now with Li zhang becoming champion yeah well the thing with like like i feel bad for zaliski de santos because you know you're on a seven fight win streak and you have they, they sent you to china to fight the leech like i mean yeah Jesus, Tough. we think Leon Edwards is getting a raw deal, man. That is a raw, raw deal, man. That's that's sick. It is, man, and and it's going to put people on on further notice about that guy when he's taking out lads like that as well. That's a guy that's going to yeah. probably move up into the rankings now. Yeah, did you watch uh, Koi Cara France? You did. You were talking to me during that fight. Yeah, really good fight. Really interesting, uh, entertaining, <laughs> scrap to watch again. He always brings it, man. Really, really good. Uh, probably the only thing I would have sort of taken from his performances there was two opportunities there where he really could have finished the fight to put him away and there was a little bit of hesitancy up against the cage <coughs> when he was throwing some knees and shots and I think that's maybe the only disappointment from him. but listen what a fighter to watch and um, I'd be you know I, I wonder if he can go right to the, the very top because we obviously don't know what's going on with the flyweight still but um, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to bantamweight I think there's, there's possibly more challenges there um, in sort of a deeper division than what we have at Flyweight at the moment. But yeah, no, exciting guy. Really, really good fight as well. Keenan Song and Derek Kranz had a hell of a fight. Yeah. It was a, it was a messy one. Plenty of blood floating around there. Um, and Mizuki Inoue got her first UFC yeah, win. Obviously right. a legend of Japanese MMA. All very good. But I mean, it wasn't a, not a huge amount of talking points from the undercard. Like, did you see uh, Ibragimov's fight where he just came out like they just shot him out of a cannon? Yeah, and he completely, completely right. wrecked himself down for the rest of the fight. That was uh, an interesting one to watch. Um, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Like, no, oh, no, but it was just kind of spectacular in the sense that you're like, what in the name of Jesus yeah. are we watching here? Yeah, um, it was one Shuma of those. Uh, Maderji got a win over Andre Sukumtot, who broke his hand in the first round, and I mean, suited so well. He 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 was brilliant. I really thought Sukumtot was going to have way too much for him, so that's a huge win. And of course, the hand would have affected him there. Another guy I was uh, impressed with was D- Demir Ismagilov uh, against Thiago Moises. Um, really, really strong performance. Never looked in trouble, and Moises is very well yeah. regarded in his neck of the words. And then Alatang and Bakarel with the. Um, fight of the night there very close fight i thought baccarel did enough but there you go it doesn't always happen but um interesting with you noel last week you were kind of talking we kind of did a quick look over that polaris card and then these images of paddy pimble come out yeah i said it last week like this i I don't know if his knees in a bad way but 
It certainly uh, illustrates your point very well, doesn't it? I think so, man. I was having a back and forth with uh, with Mike Rhodes um, about it when I put up that post about Paddy. You know, I wasn't a fan of these uh, events taking place, especially when guys are fight booked, like Stevie Ray. He's obviously taking on Michael Johnson. That could have been very easy the other way around. Oh, yeah. And who knows, he could have been out of a fight. And it's as simple as that. Like, the UFC have to sort out something within these contracts to say you're not allowed to take part when you're um, you've a fight booked or you're in fight camp because it's just a fucking mess. Like, you know, it's, you know, Michael Johnson as well, if, if that fight was to fall through and they did, couldn't get an opponent, you know what I mean? Like, it's taking money out of someone else's pocket as well if they're not going to show up. It's just a, it's a fucking mess. And um, I don't know, understand why it's not in their contracts already. Like, it's, it's, it seems like a no-brainer to me, no? Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen it happen now to, to well, I, I mean, we don't know how bad Paddy's knee is. Um, you know, sometimes it feels terrible in that situation, yeah. and it actually isn't that bad, so hopefully that's the case. Um, but we have seen Brett Johns pulled from fights yeah, because exactly. of uh, being heel-hooked on, on events like Polaris and stuff, and the game is so heel-hook heavy now, and... Heel hooks are devastating like, injuries. Like it's so easy to injure someone's knee with, with a fucking heel hook. So it does feel like it's it like you know that that definitely coloured your point quite a bit. I think uh, seeing what happened to Paddy at the weekend, but um, I think that's all we had last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, it was if we sh- had anything else, we're not fucking it, talking about it. It was a sh- <laughs> <laughs> it was a shallow enough um, weekend. Obviously, the you know the, the main event there in China and the Coleman were were really good fights, but. Um, yeah, I think it, I just have to re- reiterate that point. It's, I think it's it's exciting times for the UFC in China uh, after Wei Li Zhang, and it's listen, the UFC need to really get behind her now with all this um, social media presence and, and promotion from uh, world stars in the in the entertainment industry and the and the American football industry. It's cool. I want to see her doing more cryptic tweets like she did at the start, where she's talking about like wins and whatever, like whatever else it is, uh, like scar- forces of nature and stuff scar- like that. Scary woman she is. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, what about the media? Actually, I don't. Know. I don't know if you watch a boy. Was covering yeah, what the was that about? Sorry, you know that's f- like, like people should like that. Man, they need to start throwing out people when they ask questions like that. It's fucking Wait, weird. Is a boyfriend now? It's weird and freaky, man. Like what? Like what the fuck? Like how do you see your credentials? Some of these geezers, man. It's it's unbelievable. It's just funny that like she gets she wins the world title, the biggest moment of her life, and this guy's question to her is, Are you gonna get a boyfriend now? Like she needed to get the belt. You have you have to get the belt to get some bloody fucking uh I, know, I better not say that, but like, you know what I mean? She better get the belt yeah. to, to get a date. No, what are they on? Like geez I would have literally if if I was sitting in press row with that guy in the I would have grabbed his head and just thrown him out. I would have thrown him out. Like get get the fuck out of here, man! What are you what are you fucking talking about? Like seriously, like how are they not yeah, ejected from the media room? It's just mental. I saw Galerme tweeting about it, and like, holy mother of God, man! I, I don't know. Galerme was messaging me at the time. So I said, he just yeah. fucking said. Yeah, I was just like, what? What but, the um, fuck? I don't know. Weirdos around, look, man. Look, yeah, we'll get on with our second interview of the day. It's Adam Barracks. He's taking on Pat Curran, so he's gone from taking on. One of the biggest prospects in Bellator, <laughs> and one of the biggest legends, <laughs> legends of the division, yeah. really, in two fights. So, uh, really great to speak to Adam again, and we'll be back again in about 10 minutes, guys. And now we are joined by the man who toppled one of the biggest prospects in the world of MMA in his last outing. We have heard from the man before. It's Mr. Adam Boric of Hungarian fame. And, uh, Adam, you have a huge fight lined up for this weekend against Pat Curran. My God, it, it's all happening for you. Tell me how excited you are about taking part in this featherweight tournament. 
I am so excited, man. I am the most excited in my life. What has the reaction been like to the Pico win? Because I can remember when we were speaking, we were speaking about the impact this could have in Hungary, where, where the sport is just taking off. You are probably the biggest poster boy for the sport in Hungary. Um, what has the reaction been like over there? Well, you know, <laughs> when I was younger, I, I had a dream. So I dream it and I, I do now, <laughs> so just like this. I am so happy. I, I, I can live my, my dreams now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, did you know after you beat Aaron Pico that you would be in a good position to get into the featherweight tournament? Were you confident on the back of that win that Bellator would include you in that bracket? Yeah, man. Yeah, because I, I, I have a four fights, four finish. I was sure about I, I have to be in, in the tournament. Yes, I agree with you completely, and and I I can tell you from from the European side, a lot of people are very excited to see the inclusions of you and of course Pedro Carvalho, mm-hmm. who is also fighting that night. But how happy are you with Pat Curran? Because to me, it's amazing that you're going to fight from going to fight a, a prospect to a a veteran and a former champion. That's a big jump up in terms of experience. Are you happy with an opponent like Pat Curran? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am really happy for for this matchup because yeah, he's a former champion, you know. So he he has been where I wanna be there. So he has a lot of experience. It, it's it's a big fight for me. It's it's good because I have always even bigger bigger fights. You know, everybody was talking about before Pico fights. Oh, this is your biggest fight in your life. And now it's again, this is your biggest fight in your life. <laughs> yeah, but I want this, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't care about too much. Just like, it's okay. I, I, I go in there and uh, get that win. So, this is my game plan. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure there has been some people that are saying that maybe it was a fluke that you managed to beat Aaron Pico. This is a good way to silence those people, right? You're able to shut everybody up and say, this was no fluke. I'm just after beating a former champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I really respect him, you know, because he has a lot of experience. So, so I have to fight smart against him because he he's a former champion, so he's He's a really tough guy. Just I have to do what 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 I can do the best. Yes, yes, of course. Um, did you see his last fight with AJ McKee? AJ McKee was uh, criticized a little bit. I thought unfairly criticized because the fight went uh, the distance. I believe that Curran is a very hard fighter yeah. to finish. Do you agree with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I saw that fight, but that's Curran before. Before that fight, he didn't fight like one and a half years, yes. right, or something like that. So, so it's okay, and and it was a little bit boring fight. I uh, I never wanna do that, but I have to smart too. So, so I have a game plan too. I have to follow that. So, let me see. But yeah. There's a lot of fights uh, going on on the same night you take on, Pat. Obviously, one half of the featherweight bracket is going to be contested that night. You have Sam, Sam Cecilia versus uh, Pedro Carvalho, Strauss v. Campos, uh, Curran v. Boric, and obviously uh, Sanchez v. Claxton. I know that 
um, at the end of September, the other side of the bracket is going to be played out. But who do you think is your biggest challenge in the whole bracket? Who do you believe will be there at the end of this with you? Who, do, you do you have someone in mind that will be a, a top contender in this, in this featherweight bracket? You know, I don't think too much about the final now. I have to focus on my next fight. But, of course, sometimes I am thinking about that. I think the this featherweight tournament, uh, the final is going to be Adam Boych versus A.G. McKee. Wow, two of the biggest prospects. That would be amazing, right? That would. So you believe that... Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I just, I mean, you know... Mm, two undefeated guy, two young hungry guy. So maybe the fans like it if if it happens. You know, um, Patricio Pitbull is taking on Juan Arculeta on September twenty eighth. I think that is a really important fight. Do you? Do you, I, I believe that Arculeta is good enough to upset uh, Patricio Pitbull, even though Patricio Pitbull is fantastic. He's a very underrated fighter. But do you feel like that could be a very pivotal clash in this in this tournament? Because I feel as though Arcoleta is right there in the top contenders at Featherweight. Mm, you know, my opinion is A.G. Mackey deserves the, the, the title shot because he has a 14 fight in a Bellator. So might be... Might be he's the next panel, but we have our other uh, so like in a Kiva, right? In a, after this chance. Yes, yes. We chose each other, yeah, yeah. So we will see what's happening, but you know, actually, it is. Uh, I think he's a one thirty-five guy, not 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 one forty-five. Yes, yes, so of course, yes. I I believe people people will win. And after I will see what's happening, I I really don't care if I get people in the next round. So just let's do it. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and and I can remember Scott Coker spoke about uh, this tournament. He said he didn't tell any of you who who you were going to fight. Um, you know, you basically just said yes, mm-hmm. I will fight in the tournament. Who were you hoping to get in the first round? No, I I I didn't thinking about who is who is next, but I was happy for Pat Kuriam because. It's you know it's a good matchup for me. He's a former champion, and I want to fight against the tough guys. And he is very tough. I think one of the toughest in this division. Uh, it's it's a good matchup for me. I want to fight against the tough guys. Is it in a way? Is it a hard fight to have in the first round because Pat is so durable and he's a veteran, and you know he he tends to uh, be able to take people the distance. Is that like is that in your head that you know fifteen a fifteen minute fight maybe not the may not be the ideal thing in a tournament setting? You know he's a he's a counter counter fighter, and I think mm, in this fight I I have to be smart and calm just like just move around and and kick punch and and keep the distance too so because he he has a you know he has a lot of experience so so i have to be calm and smart don't rush like like throw because i want to finish always the fight so just keep calm now are you? Uh, is there? A, did you think the win over Pico would give you an even bigger 
um, platform. Did you did you think with that win that even more people would know about you? I feel as though even though everybody is very excited about you, it should have made an even bigger splash. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with me? Yeah, that, that, definitely. You know, he he is a very famous guy. You know, he he has a lot of life still, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I saw on a, for example in a, on the social media. You know, I get a lot of followers, and not just from Hungary, from the US too. So and yeah, I I feel it, and I think now the people knows my name. But I I thought uh, everybody before because fight after this fight everybody will remember my name. After after Pat Curran, even more people, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Still> right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adam. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, you are one of the great prospects in Thank MMA, you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you, you fight Thank in this you, tournament. Bro. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you very much to Mr. Adam Boric. Um, yeah, so let's take a look at the week ahead because it's a bit of a monster. There's a lot going on this weekend, as we know, Noiler. Um, where will we begin? Do you want to do, we do 242 first? Or no, we no, we leave, we, leave, we leave the best to last. Okay, all right. So we'll leave Cage Warriors to last then, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, well, we just talk, we've just talked to uh, Adam and Pedro, so let's take a look at 226, first of all. Uh, the main event is going to be Ryan Berder versus Czech Congo. Can't really see um, too many bad situations there for Berder, can you? No, the best heavyweight in the world, apparently, according to Scott Coger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not his fault. Oh, no, come on, get out of here. He's not. It's rubbish. That's a rubbish comment if I ever heard one. I know. If I ever I know, heard one. He's a, he's a promoter, isn't he? Like, he's, he's doing the job he's meant to be doing. Yeah, Steve ain't, but, eat, him. Uh, Steve ain't eat him for dinner. For, for, yeah. No, for breakfast he'd eat him. <laughs> then he'd eat Congo for lunch. And he'd eat yeah. Daniel Cormier for dinner <laughs> again. <laughs> no, listen, no, it's, it, listen, there's no problems there. Ryan Bader's going to take him down, um, completely <laughs> dominate him. Um, Congo just is nowhere near the level he used to be a number of years ago when he was in the UFC. And I think that's an easy night's work for Ryan Bader. I don't, see, I don't foresee any problems from I think it's going to be, um, you know, maybe even get a submission or a finish in the deck as well. I think he's just going to wrestle him all over the cage. And uh, no problems, no problems whatsoever. Yeah, after like this fight, of course, then the featherweight tournament is really taking precedent here. Is this PT? Is this? The, is this? Can I ask you Is this the best thing Bellator have done in a number of years? I think it is in terms of depth in what they have in their division. There. Yeah, the sixteen fighters are really good. I I, I like the fights as well. The fights are yeah. really competitive. Like it's not you're not looking at the first round going. Well, he's going to beat him. You know, like it, it is very competitive. Uh, let's just take a look at that lineup there. Daniel Strauss v Derek Campos. Love it. Pat Curran v Adam Boric. Emmanuel Sanchez v. Tywin Claxton. Ooh. And then Sam Cecilia versus Pedro Cavallo. What what fight is jumping out there for you? I have to say, I like Corn and, and Boric. Yeah, I do. I like that fight. I think, um, you know, it's another one, as you said there earlier on. It's it's, it's a test for him um, against the legend um, of Bellator MMA and Pat Curran. Um, you know, really good on the ground is Pat Curran, but you'd have to fancy Boric, um, a guy you've admired for quite some time. And I think... That's the fight that that probably stands out. It's a tougher test for him. It is. It's sort of a it's sort of yeah. a level up, and it's. Uh, I like that, as you said, the matchmaking. There's little progressions there between the fights, and it's given these guys maybe a little bit of space and, and breathing room to to show their skills and and not pushing them too fast. I like the way they've matched this uh, this tournament up. It's really good. But I also 
I'm very interested to see Daniel Strauss because that comeback fight was uh, the last couple of fights were absolutely sensational after that accident yeah. getting told he was never going to walk again you know if he came back and won this tournament and ultimately um, you know it will be probably one of the greatest stories in, in, in mixed martial arts history um, absolutely phenomenal stuff it just shows the will determination this guy and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Campos throw down as well that's a really competitive fight yeah, yeah. I, like I, I'm gonna just. Well, we may as well just kind of do some predictions here for the, just the featherweight tournament there, and uh, just this leg of it. Obviously, the the rest, the other four fights are gonna happen at the end of the month. So, uh, Strauss v Campos. I, I'm gonna. I'm firmly in Strauss's yeah, corner there. I think he's got. I think he's gonna get that done. Um, I like Boric against Curran just because Boric has got so much momentum at the moment. But I don't think that's an easy fight one bit. No, nah, if, 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 if Curran gets you on the deck, man, you're in trouble. You really he can are. really grind the guy out. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, Boris is, is having a tough old time with Pico until that flying knee as yeah. well. And uh, I'd imagine Curran will be very wrestling heavy as well, like not looking to waste time at all, just take him down to the ground as quickly as possible. So that could be, like, I'm, I'm slightly leaning towards Boric, but I do think Curran's going to give him a hell of a fight. It could be very like the Pico incident, but the thing with Boric is he can just explode into Power. action and stop a fight. We've seen yeah. him doing it so often. Definitely, definitely. Love it. Which one are you going for there? Boric, too explosive. Well. I think the power is going to get him. Uh, I think Pat Kern is a guy who's obviously, you know, he's an older veteran of the sport. He's probably on his way down. Um, but as you said, you know, live underdog there. He gets you on the ground. Um, very grindy, very gritty. He can cause you a lot of problems. But as you said, I think the fact Boric has that explosiveness in his locker is going to be the difference here. I think Sanchez's experience is getting the win over Claxton. And... Um, yeah, I, I have to say I can't look past Carvalho against Cecilia. I really can't. I think that's like if I if I was picking the perfect opponent out of all those sixteen fighters for Carvalho, I would have said Sam Cecilia. Yeah, but again, Sam Cecilia is explosive in his own right as well. He can catch yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Um, On it, his night, it, he looks great. Yeah. that's what you were saying earlier. Like, Just I mean, inconsistent. There was many times. There was so many times where I thought, oh, so Sam's after turning the corner here. Yeah. He's going to go on to great things, and it just never came about. Kind of like. Andre Feely before he totally agree with what you. he's doing now, you know? Totally agree. He's very loose in the cage and I think um you know the looseness probably is um sometimes in his favor and sometimes against him in terms of you know when, when he goes out and he catches someone um it's because of that looseness and also on the other hand you know he can get sloppy at times and I think that's where Pedro Carvalho is going to take the advantage here in this fight. Yeah, also should be noted that Ashley Grimshaw is fighting on this card. He's taking on John Masapa. I think that's the curtain jerker of the whole card. So um, The curtain jerker. <laughs> the curtain yeah. jerker. So keep an eye out for Grimshaw there early on that night. But of course, there is lots of fights happening on Saturday. And um, on Friday, even, we have Cage Warriors Unplugged 2. And it's another tournament. And it's a lovely little tournament as Jesus, well. Jesus, PTI forgot until you tell me that. Yeah, my eyes I mean, have been so firmly so fixed on, on on UFC this weekend. I love the time of the UFC as well. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a while. But yeah, yeah, um, it's well. This card's very interesting. Like the bantamweight tournament is there. Um, so Josh Reed v Marco Kovacevic, Scott Malone v Jack Cartwright. Both of these these two fights are going to be contested over two rounds. If there's not a winner after the two rounds, it will go to a third round. Um, Anton the Pap and Tanio Pagliariccio. Is uh, is the kind of the what do they call it when it's it's not actually the standby fight or whatever? Swing, if, if swing bout. Injured, yeah, if someone gets injured or whatever, swing the bout. winner of this fight yeah. is going to get involved. Um, not really a, not like, a swing, think, sorry, not a swing bout. What am I fucking talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's a substitute. I was bout. just trying to. 
I was just trying to move on quickly because I knew that was wrong. <laughs> but um, I think this is great because it's going to be played out that night. I mean, you're going yeah. to see the winner that night. And, and, and of course, when you think about that Cage Warriors Bantamweight champion, the last three people who have held it have gone on to the UFC. That's Jack Shore, Nathaniel Wood, and Brett Johns. I believe they're the last three anyway. I could have that arse ways. Maybe Johns came a bit before yeah. uh, Nathaniel But, um, yeah, uh, look, there's lots of Irish interest here as well. You've got Ian Gary making his second ever performance uh, as a professional, and he's taking on Martin Harris. Like, that is a hard fight for a 1-0 guy. Like, Harris, if you look, like, Harris is a 4-5 record, but look at the guys he's lost. They've all been very, very good. Like, I mean, this is... This is a tough fight for Ian Gary. Like you don't need to be fighting guys with nine fights in your second professional fight to be fair. Um, it, it doesn't. Also, we've seen worse fights though in terms of you know lopsided matchmaking. It's 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 a good test. It's a good step up, and I think Ian Gary's you know from oh, what I, I, what I I've seen. I don't think it's sinful. Like you know, I, I just think it's like I'm just trying to highlight that it is a very like I mean fair play to him. Yeah, He's no, it's on a very very, very tough fight. You yeah, know, yeah, it's a, it's a step up, and uh, listen, I just hope everything goes off. Obviously, with the incident the last time. Because um, obviously Ian was goaded after that when his opponent uh, pulled out in the last fight, so fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, Decky McAleena will try and get his first Cage Warriors win um, as a professional. We saw him... Uh, sorry, he's already fought. What am I talking about? He's already got a win in Cage Warriors. But um, he obviously came back. He fought Amiable there last time. It was a very tough fight. Uh, Amiable was able to kind Just of take him down, yeah. Three rounds. So Tom Mearns should be an interesting one. Both guys, five and two. And uh, there at the top, it's like uh, Craig White coming back uh, against Louis Glissman. And uh, I just love this, the the top there, Joe McColgan v. Mehdi Ben Lacta. Yeah, it's Holy a good fight. shit, man. That is a good that's fight. That's going to be an insane fight. That's two top-class strikers, man. That's that's guaranteed excitement, I promise you, man. That that fight is going to be fucking outrageous. Yeah. I know it is. Uh, we only obviously saw bits of Joe's fight in Italy the last time, but it looked impressive. Um, from what we saw on the, you know, on the on the on the stream that was put up on uh, on Twitter, but yeah, listen, man, Joe's a great fighter. Looking forward to seeing him get back in there, big time. Who do you fancy for the bantamweight tournament? There were those four guys. Who do you think will come away with? I, I kind of looking at Reed and Malone are my two kind of favourites. There, I have to say. Yeah, Malone's the one that stood out to me, so I'd be putting a, putting a few quid on him if I was a betting man, which I'm not, Petey, as you know. Uh, Absolutely, but... <laughs> I hate it. Nah, he's the one who's uh, he's definitely impressed me. Obviously, that lost uh, was it uh, Jack Shore. Um, so you know, looking to bounce back from that, and uh, I think I think he will. I think this is a uh, it's it's an interesting um, tournament, and I just hope we don't have anything like fucking injury or something that ruins the night. So I just hope it all goes off yeah. well, because um, obviously it's a big big platform as well for for um, for Cage Warriors. So listen, great and night I, of fights, great night of fights. I think. I think Brian uh, Boulon is is uh, saying that he wants to fight the uh, the winner of this tournament in their first defense, so that, wow. that would make a lot of sense too. Wow. Um, well, let's take a look at the big one. It's happening here. Can't wait. Beautiful Abu Dhabi. Um, did you have a look at the sites yet? Did you get it? Did you see Anton no, coming in or? Literally got in and got some to eat, and now I'm doing this. What's G? <laughs> what's you, what, what's you, anyway? What's E? I got a UFC burger. What? Yeah, a yeah, UFC burger. The whole fucking town seems to be gone UFC mad, to be honest. Um, so they had a UFC burger on special down there. So I said, "Yeah, I'll have, have one of those." Have you been mobbed? <laughs> have you been mobbed by all your fans? Ah, yeah, fucking hell. Women, so, I'd say women lining face. up at the door, are they for a picture? Terrifying. Terrifying. I've looking at me, just looking at me, head of hair. So I was meant to get me haircut. I thought, as I said, curly I tops. Thought it was even, 
I thought I was leaving on uh, Tuesday, so I'd, my barber was going to cut me hair on Monday morning. I was like, "Oh, sorry about that, mate. I'm gone." <laughs> I was laughing. So, uh, I was laughing my arse off when you texted me last night. I'm going to Abu Dhabi in the morning. I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Egypt." Uh, only so Carol. They have uh, they have uh, <laughs> apparently they have the Turkish barbers over here, and they just they took wax their whole face. So I might just do that for the crack. Do it. You have to. You have to IG that now if you're doing that. Yeah, IG live. My mate Lee, uh, he works across on the military base there in Afghanistan. So he comes over here, say, on his down weeks or whatever, and he fucking knows the place inside out. So he was telling me, he's like, if they ask you to tidy up your face, say no, because it really hurts. And I was like, I know I have to say yes. <laughs> so I will do that. I think I made a mines there this week. Dara Connell. So look out for him. I'll sign his, whatever he wants signed, tell him cool. no problem. Yeah. I want to charge him. Cool. But um, <laughs> let's take a look at this card, man, because... It feels like, like it already feels like there's something in the air here where it's a, a big card. We know how big Khabib is out here. Like he said himself, he's the reason that this is coming to town. Um, he is huge here in this part of the world. Does he become an even bigger star on the back of this? Like we've talked about it, Conor McGregor in Ireland, um, Darren Till in Liverpool. I know that Khabib has already rose his profile to a level probably that surpassed them by the time they were having those yeah. fights on home terrain. And I know this isn't in Russia, but it's in a huge Muslim state here, and they are massive, massive Khabib Nurmagomedov fans. Um, do you think this is going to push him on to another level? Yeah, I think he's on that level probably already. But yeah, it's 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 going to be very, very interesting. And as you said there, you know, it's Abu Dhabi seems to have gone UFC mad this week with whatever that's going on around fight. We've the Chili's in town. You know, we've a load of top-level UFC fighters, guest fighters in town. Um, they seem to be fully embracing it, um, the government there as well. So it is, you know, it will. It'll put him on a, you know, a level where he's going to be probably a lot more appreciated um, around those sort of uh, Muslim states. Maybe people who don't know him, it's giving them a light there. You know, Abu Dhabi are showing it live across uh, Arabic stations as well like that. So it is. It's a fucking big deal, man. Um, but... I just feel as though there is something in the air this week, as you said there. I like I don't know why. It does feel like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. On Saturday, I was just thinking about it, sitting down, and, and as I said to you earlier on, I was chatting to a couple of lads who are, are big uh, UFC fans, and they were asking me what I thought of the fight and things like that. And I just went, you know what? I don't know why, but I think something's in the air this week. I, I like everything in my head is telling me. Um, that Habib's going to win this fight, but I just have a feeling Dustin Poirier's going to catch him. I, I don't know why. I don't know where I'm getting that from. I just have this feeling something's going to go fucking haywire this week, whether it's some bloody main event fallout or, <laughs> or or something crazy. I just have that weird, weird, weird feeling. And normally something happens when you or I are in town as well, which I think sort of clips onto it. Every fight I ever seem to bloody go to, this feckin' carnage <laughs> or something falls out. So you're there. You're the bad luck this week. Something's going down, yeah, brother. Probably. Something is going well, down. When you look at the matchup, right, Namagamadov's wrestling, of course, right, he's brilliant, he's unbelievable. Once he's on top of you, you're fucked, basically. But one thing that really stuck out to me with Poirier and Holloway's fight was how good Poirier's job is. And I brilliant. think the job is possibly one of the best weapons you can have against a guy who's going to be diving in on your legs. Because it's like, if he can consistently land his job on Khabib as he's trying to come in, it's just going to make him very reluctant to shoot. By the, by the third round, fourth round, if, if Poirier can consistently do that, it's going to be a striking belt by the third or fourth round, I'd imagine. And it's going to play completely into his hands. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. And I think um, as well as sort of an, an asset that 
you know, Dustin Poirier maybe doesn't get an awful lot of credit for as well as how fast he is on his feet and off the back foot. He's going to be very, very, very um, tough for Habib to try and take him down in this fight. And, you know, maybe he doesn't get enough credit for his ground game as well. But, yeah, you do sort of look at this fight and you do think Habib is going to be able to get him to the ground and maybe look to, to maul him like he did against Conor McGregor. But if he does want to stand and bang, I think Conor's striking was so poor in that last fight against Habib. Um, you know, he was obviously looked way, way off the pace. Uh, from the Conor McGregor we've seen of of old in terms of how good he was in his feet. And I think Dustin Poirier, if you look at his boxing, man, he's one of the best guys in there. And I don't think Habib's going to want to do that, stand on the feet. Because look at Habib in that fight. If you watch it back, there is plenty of holes. And it was the same in Al Ayakinta. There was a lot of times there where if Al had thrown a jab and may have possibly gone for an overhand right, Habib tends to drop his left hand very, very low at times. And I think that's an area where Dustin Poirier may be able to... May, may be, um, could exploit so man I just I don't know why I just have this fucking crazy feeling as I said since last Saturday something just clicked in my brain or whatever happened I think something mad's going to happen I don't know why I'm still feeling it's going to be Khabib but I, I do I do I do understand what you're saying like I mean I feel like because it's in Abu Dhabi because so much of this is built around yeah. Khabib I feel like a lot of people are thinking it's a given that Khabib wins you know I, I feel like Everybody's just kind of saying it's it's just a formality nearly, and I, I think it's probably one of his toughest fights ever. Yeah. And listen, to a certain extent, from the interviews we've heard with Habib this week um, and last week coming into it, like he actually sort of does seem to be overlooking him a little bit. And I'm not saying that. Like he's talked, you know... No, he has. And I keep Tony, on going back to these quotes because I'm Tony like, Ferguson, Tony Ferguson is next to challenge me for the title. You know, you've Dustin Poirier on Saturday, man. You should be concentrating on him. And I'm sure he obviously is. But it just seems that there's something in his head, maybe, that he thinks he's just going to walk past Dustin Poirier and absolutely, um, you know, sail into the, the sunset with the, with the UFC belt around his waist. And I'm, it's just not as simple as that. And I think Dustin's, uh, Dustin's hungry, dude. I'll give him that. He's so you hungry. think you think Dustin's gonna, you think Dustin's gonna do it? No, I'm still gonna go with a B. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still going with a B, man. But I, I I just think something mad's gonna happen this week. I don't know whether it's gonna be you know someone slips in a, on a shower and sprains an ankle, the fight's off, something like that. I just have this weird, 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 weird feeling. Um, all right, listen, you can throw eggs at me if if something bad happens on Friday, but. Uh, Listen, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, and I can't wait for uh, for that fight. But yeah, I do, I do think it be. But listen, very much a live underdog in Dustin Poirier. There. Felder and Barbosa. It's been a long time since that first meeting. We had Paul on the show. I was just speaking to Edson Barbosa's jiu-jitsu coach in the elevator just moments ago. Did you teach him? Did you um, teach him the floating seal? Did you do uh, some moves like, on him? Will you show me real quick? And I was like, listen, fuck <laughs> off, I'm tired, man. Just get the fuck away. From me. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I was like. I'm sorry, I'm in a bad mood too. Don't be embarrassed. And he's like, I'll oh, try not to be. That's what happened. Class, class, but, class. Um, but um, Felder, uh, um, this, like, this fight is huge for this card because until this fight was really put in there, everybody was kind of going, this isn't great. And then this, the co-main event got added in and everyone was like, well, now, now we're fucking talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, so listen. It's a cracker. Someone like Felder, someone like Felder coming over from the US, like he's a big name. He's a he's a guy like commentator, very visible. I think he's added a lot to this card. And of course, Edson Barbosa, come on, it's 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 what it needed. It needed something a bit more. Fire, than just that main event. That it, this is it. It's fireworks, man. This fight, like that first fight. I, I watched it back before we spoke <laughs> to Paul there last week, and man, that fight was just sensational. The amount of spinning attempts in that fight. 
like you, I'd say 30, 40. It was unbelievable, that scrap. And um, I just hope we don't see any nut shots again because I, <laughs> that was, like that's the, that's one of the most vicious nut shots you'll ever see in, in, in the sport of mixed martial arts. And um, I'm really Once excited for this. If that happens, I'll lose my fucking lunch. Yeah, if he gets hit bollock like that again, I won't be able to fucking hold down food. Yeah, no, I was like sick nearly watching it, like vomiting in my mouth, and it was just horrible. But listen, I think the whole dynamic of this fight, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the countdown show. I know they're out with Paul in Milwaukee, and you know this was Paul's first pro loss of his career, first loss, you know, in his, in his whole mixed martial arts career, and including his amateur fights and stuff like that as well. He was he's a super competitive guy and it's pissed him off so much. They obviously used to train together then after in Mark Henry's. There's a lot of narratives around this fight and I don't think Paul ever felt fully accepted up there. I think he was just brought in as a aspiring partner and there is, man, there's a lot of heat behind this fight. Probably um people don't realise um there is a big, big chip on Paul Felder's shoulder after losing that fight. And I think in terms of what Paul brings to the table this time compared to what he brought to the table the last time, is a totally different fighter. And you can totally see in that all he wanted to do in that last fight was just stand and bang. It was very much um, a striking contest. And I think Paul, as we saw him against Ed, you know, Oliveira, he was defending terrible, precarious positions and, and got out of them. Um, he's, he's got so good up against the cage. And I think the area here where Paul's what I'm going to look to do is what Justin Gaethje did to Edson Barbosa. Close the distance, get on the inside, um, use those elbows, um, you know, Short leg, short leg kicks as well to unsettle him. And ultimately, when he gets inside him, he's going to look for that chin in Edson Barbosa. And listen, Edson's boxing, man, it was very, very sloppy against Justin Gaethje, and that's where he got caught. And I think that's where Paul's going to try and aim to, to get him. But listen, those leg kicks that Edson Barbosa possesses are absolutely fucking insane. And uh, I just think this fight has fireworks again written all over it. But uh, I, I actually think I'm going to go and pick Paul to win this fight. I think Edson's looked a bit chinny as well in his last number of fights. I think that's an area Paul can uh, can definitely take advantage of. Yes, yes. Let's take a quick look through the rest of the card. We won't be able to get into them in, that, in quite that detail. But what did you think? I, what, I like do, what, do you, what do you think? I want your opinion on that of, fight as well. Of Felder, Barbosa. Yeah, yeah, it's a cracker. I just feel it's very hard to look at that first fight and think it's going to be anything like. It's be nothing uh, like it. Like I feel like Felder, um, what he's doing in the clinch might be even more difficult for people to deal with than his spinning uh, things and that you know the the stuff that he was known for when he first came into the UFC I feel like when he gets a guy up against the cage and he has them in that plum um, he's doing he's doing very 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 dangerous things that people it's hard for them to deal with because we just don't see enough of the clinch anymore in MMA especially that classic toy plum that he yeah, uses yeah. I, I think it's a very awkward situation and look if you think about it logically Edson Barbosa needs a lot of space to do what he does. And and that's where Paul used to fight, giving someone exactly, all yeah. that space because he wanted it too. Now if he's coming in really close and he's not giving Edson the space to pull off those kind of kicks, I, I, I feel like it's his fight to, to win if he can fight it in that range yeah, that we've seen him have great success with recently. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Well, well let's take a, a quick look through the rest of the card. There's some nice fights. Like I have to say, I'm glad to see Makachev got in a decent fight. Javi Ramos is a good, good opponent. Um, I haven't been happy with some of the fights Makachev has got in the past. Agreed. Not that this is a hugely dramatic big step up, but I do think Davi Ramos is very, very good. He's brilliant on the ground. We know Makachev wants to take him to the ground, so I think um, it, it's a very tricky fight for Islam this time, and I'm happy to see that, to be honest, man. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> a guy I'm, 
I'm high on. But as well, as you said, uh, what was his last fight where he was a very underwhelming performance? That was in Russia against a debutante. Like, I mean, you can't yeah, be was... putting Islam Shev against a debutante and claim that he's one of the best prospects at 55. He needs to be beating guys like Ramos to be, to justify a kind of title like that. Yeah, he, he was very, uh, very underwhelming in that fight in Russia against Arman Tasurakan, I think you pronounce it. Was, wa- wasn't impressed at all. And especially Karukian. after that... Karukian, especially... <laughs> Especially after that performance against Cajun Johnson, where he looked uh, he looked pretty good, um, and obviously the Gleason Tebow won before that as well. Um, yeah, listen, it was a fucking weird match. So I'm I'm glad to see he's got something a little bit better this time, and I do I expect him to to go out there and put on performance. It's, I think it's it's time to shit or get off the pot from Makachev. We've talked about him. He needs to go out and make a statement now. Here, I think, and I feel he's going to do. It. Agree. Curtis Blades takes on Shamil Abdurakhimov, um, but this is another one. Tyson Murphy Ferreira is a fucking brilliant fight. Yeah, that's a really, really Cracker. good fucking fight. Cracker. And like, I, I mean, again, though, it's it's one of those fights that we said, man. It's 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 one for Tyson Murphy. He's been doing it for so long. Underwhelming in his last fight as well against Desmond Green. We have to say, um, even though he did win that fight, um, I think it's it, it's time for him to 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 really put a performance in there and start making that push. Um, towards that title, like he said, he's wanted to do for the last number of years. And listen, a tough, tough opponent in, uh, in Cesar Ferreira, definitely. No, it's, it's Diego Ferreira. Or, sorry, Diego Ferreira. Jesus. Yeah. Thinking yeah, of me, so he's, he's only after beating Cabal off there. So, I mean, good fight that. Like, yeah, you know, big time, really man. Good fight. Really good fight. He's been, on the, he's been on a good streak since that loss to Poirier. So, it's a good fight. Lots of Russians here, by the way. There well, is, isn't there? Um, Joanne Collarwood looks to bounce back from that very narrow loss to Chukagan against Andrea Lee. And um, that's a that's a good one for two one two five for me. That's a good that's a very competitive fight. It's very far down the card for um, a fight that will have kind of a good like big implication on the division. Really, I know not neither of these girls are going to be getting a title shot, but it's still a big fight for that division as far as I'm concerned. It's a really um, good fight in paper as well, man. Two really good girls on their feet, and I'm looking forward to that one. I think it's a potential outsider for fight of the night. There, definitely agree with you. I think Laurent Murphy, he's got his debut obviously here against Tug Hugoff, but I feel like it's a good debut, even though Tug Hugoff is a, is a tough assignment. Laurent's coming in with nothing to lose. Uh, Zubaira, everybody's going to be expecting him to get a win here, so I think it's a good one. Laurent coming in just, you know, a bit of a sleeper there. He could come off and do something uh, do something big. The I man feel that, like he'll the, come into this week. The man that Dana White said would never fight in the UFC again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't last oh, yeah. long, did it? Hot take, Dana. One of my uh, prospects to watch in 2019 is making her debut. That's Liana Jojoa. <laughs> Jojoa. I don't know how to pronounce her name because I've only ever watched her in Russian commentary. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Sarah Moras, she's going to take on uh, Sarah Moras with, with that even record of 5-5. Five and five. I don't think that will look good against Liana. Liana is a savage. Um, Timo Pakalan v. Ottoman Azatar. Um, I know Ottoman is training with uh, Khabib over there, he's with Khabib and all his team. And Miles Price got a good few rounds. Everyone said he's a very tough guy, yeah. eleven and zero, so a big record to take in there. Um, Bell Al Muhammad, uh, shout out to that Instagram message. Oh, brilliant! I think Clement on uh, Paul Felder, brilliant. Absolutely quality, funny dude he is. He's put up some great Instagram posts this week, so go check him out in the IG funny shit. Got Nardine to leave, Muslim Salikov. Zach Cummins, Omari Akhmedov, and then go on, talk about the boy. Don Madge. The, the magic man, yeah, obviously his original opponent pulled out of the fight um, due to personal reasons. Um, it was, uh, who was his original opponent supposed to be? Um, 
Um, uh, Magomed Mustayev. Magomed Mustayev. It was a real shame because I think that probably would have been on the main. I think it was fifth on the main card before that. So that's a, a bit of a bummer for him. He's fighting far as he am. But Don Madge, man, this guy, you know, I followed his career since those days in, um, in, in EFC. Um, unbelievable fighter, really hot prospect. One of the best de- UFC debuts you'll ever see. Um, followed that up with it with another win. So yeah, definitely excited to watch him in there. And uh, you know, one you should, everyone should have their eyes on this guy in the featherweight division. He's an absolute beast of a killer. A beast of a killer. Yeah. Well, look, that's it. We've we've gone through three fucking cards for his lads, and I'm very tired. Um, and <laughs> what time is it? Blake, you know, it's half twelve at night. Jesus, um, I thought it was. I thought yeah. he was further ahead. I don't know why. No, it's not, it's it's no, it's not too bad. Three hours isn't too bad. I think that's manageable. Um, but uh, seven o'clock. Like I mean, I, I, I'm here crying. I was on an eight-hour flight. I was just talking to Sean Al Shadi before we started recording this. He's about to embark on a twenty-three-hour journey to get here. Like, holy shit! That's fucking horrific. Like, and Esther and Casey are in Frankfurt now, waiting to get their flight to here, which is another six-hour flight. And I, think oh, I thought you were on your own. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I don't have any equipment because no, no, I was like, well, what equipment do you have? And I was like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you forgot everything. But now, nah, listen. Um, great book about your life. Um, <laughs> Ross O'Carroll Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I'm glad you've finally written an autobiography. Yeah. I, I like the way you've given yourself a different name, but I mean, really, really, you've told the truth throughout and it's really accurate representation of you, I feel. Thanks, Peter. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, the Irish team was announced today, so couple of, couple of surprises. No, no Devin, no Devin. I wasn't. No, I've I've announced my uh, competitive bullshit. I, I've announced my competitive retirements. And then they go out and, and get hammered by England like a bunch of blouses, and they aren't even they, getting on the ground. The team they did beat Wales the weekend, though. So you give them that. So I'd beat Wales by myself. No, you wouldn't. Wales are good. Good, good outsider the Welsh, but um, <laughs> it should be. It should be a fun one. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the World Cup. It's in a few weeks' time. It's, yeah, it's starting soon, man. Jesus, is it not Cup. December? I thought it was December. No, no, no. End of end of uh, end of end of the end of September. Start of October. Yeah, yeah. So what a confidence boost that is to get beaten by about fifty points to England ahead of a World yeah. Cup. That's amazing. It's not great. It's not great. But listen, we've loads of UFC to look forward to this weekend. Seven o'clock as well, PT. It kicks Is off that what's going the main card's kicking off? Ma- main card kicks off at 7 here. Uh, I'm interested again. Obviously, it's pay-per-view on this side of the pond. I think it's, what, 23.95 um, on BT Sports. So I'm very interested to see what the numbers will be like. Not that they're going to give us the numbers, but I'm, the general interest seems pretty poor again. Um, I put up a poll again, and, and I think it was like 10% said they were going to buy it. So I think there'll be a lot of uh, illegal streaming going on on Saturday night. Um, I'm not encouraging that, but I'm just saying... Um, you know, I don't think EBT Sport are going to change their stance on it because once you've the subscription, if you think of it that way, um, you know, it's just an extra book for them if they put it on pay per view. So it doesn't matter what sort of numbers they do; it's still more money for them, regardless, because you're paying for the subscription anyway in BT Sport. The old double charge—it's a horrible, yeah. horrible thing. It is, isn't it? But listen, what can we do? I'm, <coughs> I'm looking forward to the fight card. Love the top two fights in the card, and uh, I'm actually—I'm generally excited about it. It feels—we've had a couple of them recently, and I like it. And I like it. I do. Exciting is fights. It, is it a bit better? Like, I mean, is it a bit more understandable that it's happening at the time it's happening at, and you're paying for it? Like, I feel like that's, yeah. that is like a bit better like than fucking, you know, waiting up till 6 a.m. to watch John Jones. Like, I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, I and I think, that was just a bit crazy, I think you know? over this side of the pond as well that Habib's a bigger name than John Jones because of the whole Conor McGregor situation. And, you know, it, I said they should have done it with, 
Nate Diaz, if they were going to do a pay-per-view, they didn't have that card in pay-per-view, which is a bit funny to me. You know, Nate Diaz being on it. Obviously, he's well-known for McGregor as well. A big, big draw in the sport. Probably more popular name than John Jones in, in, in many ways. So, interesting for me. Oh. And uh, I think they will do better numbers this time. But I, I, I just find it weird that they don't release their numbers. Because <laughs> they were, I'd say, about three people bought it the last time. <laughs> That's probably the reason why. Two, and two of them were me and you. And yeah, all, of course. Th- that is it. That is it. So... <laughs> You're going to be there live in the flesh anyway. I'm actually really jealous. I actually don't even want to talk to you anymore, Pete. I'm not jealous. Like, I'd love to be in Abu Dhabi. I'm pissed. I'm actually pissed off. I'd love you to be here too. I really would. Um, but I'm glad I have Esther and Casey here, I have to say, because uh, it can be fierce lonely, can't it, Noel? Oh, can it? It can be a lone, lonely, yeah, lonely world. It can be a lonely, lonely, yeah. lonely world. Eating on your own, drinking on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Esther and Casey are going to probably be like, when is Pizzi going to fuck off? Why is he always here? <laughs> Just hey, guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> be wrecking their head. Uh, the, here, yeah, here's we're never the, going away with him again. Here's the goose. Here's the gooseberry. Here comes the gooseberry, the third wheel. <laughs> Fucking hell. They'll, just ad- oh, well. they'll end up adopting you, oh, Pizzi. Well. Oh, fingers crossed, man. I'll move to California in the morning. Jesus, I tell you what, I'm fucking looking out that window now. I might fucking jump on a flight and come over. It's fucking miserable as fuck here. Holy God. Shite. I've got like a lovely room and I've got a couch here. It does, it looks lovely. Off, so it's going to sort it out. If you can only see you? it, people. If you can only see it, it looks beautiful. Living in the lap of luxury, you guys. Um, but look, I'm going to go to bed, Noel. Thanks so much for sorting this all out for me. Uh, you're a fucking legend. I know um, I am, yeah. Oh. I know I am. No worries. No, listen, enjoy the week. I'm looking forward to, obviously, all your coverage. Um, guys, go check out PT and shit and uh, MMA fighting and full coverage all week. I hope you're doing commentary in the Wayans, yeah? You do it, will you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say I will be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you better I haven't get... done that before, so I'll probably be fucking shy at that. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, you have to. You can talk to me. I'll just abuse you on the on the YouTube page when you're down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Fucking prick. So, no, I'm getting into my bed. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to get back and uh, read more of your life story so we can learn about you even more. Okay, you're not going to wrap up. You're not going to wrap up the fucking show, PT. For fuck's sake. Oh, I always thought you were going to do it. Well, do you want me to do it this week? All right, yeah, guys. Yeah, Go fuck yourself. Enjoy UFC 242. <laughs> Love yous all. Signing out. PT and Abby Dabby. Noel McGrath and shithole. Rainy Dublin, Ireland. Good luck and good night.